This episode is brought to you by the Yalwood, the diviest of dive bars located on the south side of Broadway, Chula Vista. When in need of a cocktail, cruise on over to the Elwood. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. It's great to be here with you. Isn't it? I don't pay dog. Long overdue, right? For like the last 10 to 15 episodes has just been like one-on-one interviews. Right. Where I have to maintain a certain caliber of responsibility of maintaining my cool and not digging around too much. I needed an episode to dig around. That, sounded, that sounds terrible. That's a lot of responsibility. See, we know manches. Hey, pero it's been great content, man. You like it? I love it, Thank man. you. You Love don't me. give me feedback ever. Those speak. <laughs> okay, so we're starting the show off by lying. All right, it's good uh, to know um, where we are in this program. I've been looking forward to getting back into the routine of at least two episodes a week. Right. One episode is obviously a sit-down interview, and the episode another episode is going to be con los compitas with you or con el chicle, shooting the shit, having a good time, drinking a beer. I got accustomed to drinking a beer, having a whiskey. During the episodes, when the mayor was here, I can't be drinking a beer, bro. Why not? I don't know. I just I, it seems she weird. says fuck. I mean, she's I mean, she, she's she's Senora Salas gets down. She, she crazy, bro. I like her. I like our mayor. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's been fun, but I, I've missed the homies. I've, I've missed uh, not having you guys on. Chicle just left. Uh, so it was the three of us right now, Chigley, you, and myself. And Good that's conversation, pretty, that, man. I knew we just shooting the shit. We should have had the mics on for that. We really should have, man. There <laughs> um, was a lot of good conversation there, man. But it's Anytime good to be Chigley's back. in the room, I feel inspired, man. But it's good to be back with the crew. But it's been fun to kind of grow the 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 podcast. Yeah. We've been growing on the on podcast a on a more uh, um, professional. Not even, dog. No, 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 that's not right, is it? Like, it just has a, a framework now. It really does. You know, the, it grew into a framework. Once upon a time, we just shot the shit with like dick and fart jokes and like burritos that we liked and stuff like that, which at our core is what we still are. Pero like, I feel like with the COVID, everything just kind of like, burp, 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 burp. it kind of elevated it. Yeah, it, it made it noise too. It, burp, 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 burp. it just oh, made, bro. it made shit become a little bit more serious on the podcast. I think people look to the podcast now and like, they, they, they look for people tell me all the time, like, hey, I look on my podcast queue and I'm looking for you guys in the morning. As soon as I go on there, I, I, I'm expecting to see you guys. And I'm sorry, but there's no structure to that shit yet. We don't know. <laughs> like, I'll probably release one tomorrow. Right. I've been releasing like but, two or but, three a week. Uh, and you've talked about that. Doing two a week now, picking the days and having formality. I don't know if that's. I just want to have structure. Yeah. People like this. You know, we're getting a lot of attention. Might as well give people, you know, something to look forward to in a more structured manner. Que pedo con el César? How have you been? Tell me about man, what I missed with you, bro. Tell me something I've been nice. fantastic, man. I've been in a good place, man. I, I was just talking to some of my friends over the weekend, and this is probably the best mental space I've been in in quite some time, nice, man. Like, nice, nice. clarification that I have right now and, like, you know, narrowing down my circle and tightening up. That's my, a big uh, deal, bro. You know, my my level of focus and attention to the proper channels and work is fucking amazing. My little girl's crushing it with school, man. We did her first round of testing and uh. like, you know, like I didn't know she's smarter than all these motherfuckers. No, hey, that's, a, that, that's a thing, though, the, the testing. Yeah, the DRA testing. Man, I just so. got today, as a matter of fact, I was telling you, we just had a a meeting with uh, a couple of the, the people involved with the teaching aspect of our kids. So our middle child, El Jackie, we, we had a meeting, a Zoom meeting. My first Zoom meeting, bro, we're like seven months into this shit. And this is the first Zoom meeting. Really? Bro, at the brewery, we ain't got no Zoom meetings, man. You no, know, no. At, at the Elwood, we don't have no Zoom meetings. Yeah. At, 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 here at Emo Brown, we don't do Zoom meetings. Yeah, at no. UPS, they barely take our temperature going into the facility, bro. <laughs> there ain't no Zoom meetings. There's nothing. So this is legitimately being the first Zoom meeting we had with the teacher, just kind of going over things, you yeah. know. 
puts things into perspective really on does. what where your child is and what is expected from him. Yep. You know, because it, we have our own certain standards of what we hold our children to, and then there's like a an actual standard. You know, for the school. And it was fun. It was interesting. He's doing good. Everything's exciting, you yeah. know. They told us everything we already knew about our kids, so it's like nothing new, nothing different. No, see, but it's still good to like get their get their 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 point of view and how their interactions with your child are and what their expectations are and where they would like to see more from you on your end. And, how and this is for a first create. grade level, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that's what too, I was yeah. gonna say, because I know your daughter's in first grade yeah. too. This is for my son's in first grade, this one. And it's the level of involvement and required um, attention to detail and what they're involved is, is this crazy. Yeah. I'm on I mean, board listen, with it. I'd listen, rather have it like this than not. I, I'm very fortunate. My ex-wife is brilliant. She is a highly intelligent person. She's a high school teacher. Ya no está contigo, cabrón. Super intelligent, cabrón. Probably the most intelligent woman I've never met. Damn, man. What did I say about Crystal then? So it's it's... It's definitely, I give her a lot of credit for Natasha being able to adapt the way that she has because, you know, she's teaching high school from home. So Crazy. Yeah, man. That's I mean, nuts. She, she gets Natasha started at 8 in the morning and then her classes started at 8.30. They're in separate rooms. She bounces back, checks in on her, you know, because I get Natasha going in the morning. Like, you know, oh, she's over at my folks' house. I get her going. I make sure she's plugged in. I make sure she has all her materials. And then, you know, I got to get going. I got to get she on the road. She sounds pretty independent. She is. You know, my mom does a great job, man. And my mom will text me and be like, hey, so they're talking about this or they're asking for this. And then we get text updates from her teacher like, hey, here's what they need to work on. Here's what they need to, there's their homework assignments. And by the time I get back, you know, we go into that. And But, you know, we were we were thrilled with the way that her first round of testing went and the parent-teacher conference went. So I actually reached out to my ex-wife and I said, hey, listen, like, she's done such a good job, but let's... Let's make her aware of that. Let's let's show her that we're still a team. So to, uh, together, all three of us went out to breakfast and hung out with her and just told us how proud we were of her and how we have her back and that she never has to be alone in this and that as frustrated as she might get, you know, we're always going to make sure that we take care of her. Pues we, and it was good, man. And we took her to get her ears pierced so she was all stoked. And, you know, it was good, man. It was good for us to remind her that, we're still a family and we still got our back. And that's that's huge for a child of that age going through this kind of experience. We were talking about like getting more structured with what we're doing and mm -hmm. here on the podcast. And we promised ourselves to like throw a question out, All you know, because right. people are always ask, hey, what's up with Chicle and this, that and the other? What's up with Caesar and this, that and the other? What's up with you and this? And like, you know, we people are, are genuinely interested <sighs> in in certain shit that we're involved with and what we do. Um, so in order to kind of get involved and, 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 and play kick to people who are asking that. Ahí está buena pregunta. A question for you, Cedar. Question of the week for me to you. Raising a child um, where you guys are no longer div divorced, where you're no longer like married together. Mm -hmm. How hard is that, man? Is that, is that a difficult thing for you to like to do? Obviously you said your, your, your ex-wife is, is awesome and everything she does. So that leads me to think that you guys have a very, awesome upstanding relationship has it always been like that how difficult Absolutely. is it to raise a family like no. that the first year we were at each other's throats it was um there was you know it's a lot of bitterness i think you still carry in the the failure of your relationship with you and you know unfortunate as it may be you let that cross over into other components of your life and for for us i think it took us genuinely slowing down and telling ourselves okay no matter what we do with our lives, it revolves around her together. We're always going to see each other because she's going to have plays. She's going to have these back to school nights. She's going to have swim classes. She's going to have gymnastics. You know, like we're a part of each other's life for the rest of our lives, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. So how do we, how do we find a common ground on that? And I think, you know, it just, it took a lot of work, man. But I think both of us, we understand that the most important thing in our lives is that little girl. So tough as it was to find that. And as long as it took to find that we did. And, and I at think, least you found it. Yeah. And we have that communication, man. And I don't always agree with her parenting style. I know for a fact, she doesn't always agree with my parenting style, but we respect one another. And we realize that that little girl loves us immensely separately and together. So 
that's the biggest thing, man. And that little girl has a heart of gold. She's a spark of energy. And um, I think we both will not lose focus of that because then that, that was one of the reasons we took her out to eat and took her to hang out because we wanted a reminder, like, stay innocent, stay happy, stay stay motivated and uh you know we i personally you know and and speaking with my ex-wife about this you know she agreed to an extent about i find a lot of motion motivation for my daughter of the innocence that she portrays and the way that she views the world through her eyes it it reminds me of how we should be focusing on the good man the little things in life man like you know sometimes it was easy for me to get like not frustrated, but like, what are you doing? Like when we go on a walk and she'd stop, but then I stopped and I'm like, well, what is she looking at? Oh, she's looking at this roly poly and she's looking she's at the family. She's the aunt. flowers, playboy. Exactly. And there's you know? nothing wrong with that. No. And, and it's like, that's the thing. We don't want her to lose that innocence. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy, man. And I had experience with, um, coming into her life, my ex-wife's life when she, you know, she had been divorced once and she had another daughter and, you know, I think that taught me some respect and boundaries. And I think it made me realize that I never wanted that hardship that her first ex-husband provided her. And I, I think it's created a really, really good area for her. Like as far as my daughter is concerned, I worship the ground that my ex-wife walks on. She's a queen and I'm always going to treat her that way. Cause I want Natasha to think that that's the way you should treat a woman. That's and it's part and it's for true. the course. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is. You should always treat women with that respect in that regard, especially when it comes to your family like that. So it's, it's a big deal for me and you know, the work that we've put in, we're in a good place now. And again, it wasn't easy to get there, but it was, Certainly worth it, and it, it pays dividends for the champion. Way. Thank I you for know. letting us in, bro. Dang, bro Damn, right? I, I went straight for the jugular with that question. You really Woo! did, man. All right. setting, setting the precedent moving forward, bro. Let me get you with the question. Of oh the yeah, done, done. Yeah, you're you're going to force it. Mine was kind right. of like just like in this in the moment. You're just well. Gonna, well I want to talk about you, man. Oh, I mean, well, you tell first things first. What is going on here at the brewery, man? What's going on with? Uh, Brewery's awesome. Brewery, brewery's Tell awesome. Us about some of these we, projects, we've been, man. we've been, uh, we've been canning more. Uh, we brought in the homie Chicle on board, so he's mm. an official member of Three Punk Ales now. He, um, he's involved with our anything related to merchandise and art as it relates to design. That's my guy. We, like I said, we were meeting here earlier. Um, it was a perfect fit, bro. I mean, we, we, we've, we've hung out now with Chicle throughout the COVID seven months, and I feel like. We've grown a, a, a very nice relationship, you know, a respectful relationship where we feel very comfortable talking to each other about anything. We had a couple of things come up today, but the the initial goal today was we were going to go, we were going to finally unite the tribes over a meal. We were going to go to their house. They were going to have a barbecue and we we're going to go over and hang out. Unfortunately, you know, there, there was things that popped up and we're, we postponed it. But I mean, Chicle coming on board right now is probably the biggest thing going on at the brewery. Chicle, don't hold moving. your breath. He's been telling me he's going to invite me for a barbecue for the last <laughs> five years. Um, everything else at the brewery is going good, bro. I mean, everything, we're, 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 we're chugging along. We're slowly starting to uh, distribute more. We're definitely canning on a much larger scale. And you made it up to North County yeah, with I me. I know. I visited you in North County, bro. You actually asked me how you can get kegs up yeah, there. You know, we, we made a couple of, uh, or made a, a definitely a relationship with one of your homies up there. So, I mean, yeah. you know what? Fortunately, it's been going good. Okay. It takes, it takes, you got to hustle. Yep. I was just talking to one of the homies today. So I'm a Willie. Willie, Willie um, from- Nelson, the, I know him. And <laughs> Willie, Willie is from Willie Insurance. And um, here in Chula Vista, and they, he just won an award, you know, being recognized for killing it in the insurance game here in San Diego. And I told him, bro, you want to know what? Hard work, it's hard, it's hard to ignore. The, if you're working hard, eventually you're going to rise to the top, yep. you know? You, and, and he agreed, and we agree. I mean, we respect each other for, for like the hustles that we're involved in. And I told him, bro, yeah, I mean, don't be surprised. You're, you're a hustler. You're a grinder. You have a family. And now this is just, you know, this is just somebody letting you know you're doing an excellent job. How's the Elwin? Elwood is good. Now, yeah. Matt, my partner at the Elwood, uh, Maddie, he owns a Manhattan. The great way um, We were just talking about it. It's like, bro, those are the types of establishments that don't require a lot of upkeep. You know, you put the right people in place. You give them leadership roles. We pop in and we, we're in there every day, you yeah. know, but I'm in there every day before we open. You know, my, my, my job, our job as owners in any establishment is to make sure our staff has the tools to succeed, you know, and if they don't, that we got to make sure that we put those in place. Yep. We don't want to get in the way. Like when you're operating and you're doing your thing, I, I don't, I don't want to get in your way and, and, and 
micromanage and get involved with any of that, bro. You know, but fortunately, knock on wood, my my ventures are going well, Caesar. I so like far, so that. good, bro. Well, with that in mind, then now I will segue into the question. Mm. Oh, that wasn't the question. No, no, no. Early, earlier in the in the COVID uh, situation, you talked about finding the proper balance and structuring your life with running two businesses and working at another job with the UPS. How do you think that's coming along now? I mean, now, you know, there was a time where you were, you had some stress related health issues and you obviously, you know, you got castrated and <laughs> that's so awesome. how do you, how, how have you found, uh, have you found that balance that you've wanted to achieve? Wait, that's, been- that's fucking funny. You're, you're talking about that. We're, I brought it up to your attention earlier about the, uh, focusing on the happiness. Focusing on the happiness, um, I'm an idiot to podcasts now. I listen to all the podcasts. I listen to all the audible books about this, that, and the other. And ultimately, everything doesn't matter, succeeding or failing. It all results in being happy. And yeah, just looking over shit, I'm like, just focus on the happy. And it doesn't have to be long term. It could be per day. Um, So finding the balance is that, just finding the happy. This week, my sister and my brother-in-law had a baby. You know, that, that took over. Yeah, I see that. Is that Aaron Yeah, gracias, Rogers? bro. Like, I, I, I tell wifey's, like, I, I joke with her. I was like, finally, I have a nephew. She's like, you have a nephew. It's on my... I said, yeah, that nephew's on your side of the family, you know? That's like a nephew-in-law. That's a nil. You know, that's not nephew-in-law. That's not my nephew. It, it's, a, it, it's my dude. You know, he's a little guy, whatever. But I have a blood nephew now. And I think that's awesome. It, 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 I'm, I'm beyond, beyond happy for my sister and for my brother-in-law. They they've been wanting to start a family and, and they were fortunate enough now to able to to start that family and they're beyond happy. Focus on the happy. That's my happy right now. My, somebody in my family reached a goal that they've been striving to get and they got it. You know, um, the balance is easy. It turns out you, we make things fucking super difficult, bro. <laughs> you know, we throw up a lot of dumb shit. You were talking about your, your circle and tightening your circle. My my circle tightened down on its own. As soon as I realized what my true my my, my true priorities were, yeah. el pinche circulo, wey, solita, solito se bajó solo, wey. Yeah. Like it, it started losing weight. The, the the belt that was on there, like tight. Now it started losing up. It's like, all right, cool. Like this is all is all normal. Now it's all routine. Um, the people I touch base with are the people I, people I touch base with. You know who I hang out with a lot now? People I hung out with before I opened the brewery. You know, my day ones like um, el, we, el Gus and, and Carlo and, and and Julio. It's like like those are my friend friends from before. And it's funny because I don't have to force the issue right. with them. It's just, we hang out. Be like, hey, bro, we have a chat where it's us four. And like, I need a can. Who's down to can? I'm in. Blah, blah, blah. And then we come over, we can. And it's like, hey, we're having people over for the fight. You guys want to come over? And like, yeah, we're in. Boom. It's like COVID. And, and we're very respectful of, of the, the regulations and the precautions. But ultimately, bro, I've been hanging out with people who I know make an effort to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. People who have a family, who have elders in their family, who have children, people who legitimately like aren't out there partying, you know, like aren't out there fucking burning trash cans when the Lakers win the fucking championship, you know, flipping cars. <laughs> go Lakers. Yeah, go Lakers. But I mean, people who, you know, have something to lose, have something yeah. on the line. Gus, and they have a family. He has kids. He has parents. Carlo, he has two children. He has his wife. He has, you know, uh, Julio, you know, he has his girlfriend. His family are older. His parents are older. They work. It's like, I don't really have to worry about them just kind of wilding out. We're not wilding out. So it's like, we're very selective who we play, who we play with, who we hang out with. Yeah. And pretty much who we play with. So every weekend it's like, we'll have a barbecue. One of them will have a barbecue and we just go to their house, you yeah. know, Back knock on wood. Fortunately, our little bubble, bubble friends, everyone's been fucking healthy and good. Seven months in, you know, yeah. people in the group have already gotten tests, results. I had to be extra good because my sister, my sister was pregnant, yeah. you know, and I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the asshole that caused any hiccups or brought any unnecessary stress to them by being, you know, not cautious. Ultimately, Caesar, find the happy. I found I like it. That. I found the happy hey. like on a week to week basis, you know? That's it, man. Last and week it was there was no happy. Last week the, the Padres got eliminated from the, the playoffs. Really but I was like, you know what, bro? This is entertainment value. These motherfuckers don't pay my bills. 
You know, yeah. you know, it's funny making that disconnect from sports has made my life a lot more manageable, man. The emotional investment I used to have in sports, man, were like, especially when I was a Chargers fan, man, like it would ruin my week, like when they lost and get a Saturday, you'd be tense, all nervous. Oh, like, my oh my God, God. screaming at the TV. Yeah. And then the, just like my attitude would go to shit. And like, yeah, I was upset the Padres lost and it's a bummer. And I love the Padres. I love baseball. But like you said, man, it's just. Just the game. They don't pay my sport, bills, bro. Yeah. You don't? It's just the sport. I pay their bills. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Shit. They piss you off enough? Don't buy season tickets. Yeah, don't buy you season tickets. Don't buy jerseys. It's don't. funny, yeah, because now I watch it with the kids, and, and you know, we're watching the game, and I'm like, ah, rah. I'll be screaming, ah, what the fuck, ah. Yeah. He's like, daddy, what's wrong? He's like, oh, Padres. And I'm like, what? why am I doing that? Like, yeah, yeah. And they talk to you know? Dad, dad you're, you scared me when you screamed. And I'm like, ah, sorry, baby. I get excited. <laughs> And, you know, and it's like, it's funny because you just said it's like, ah, all right, well, it's good to get excitable, but it shouldn't take any more of your time and momentum and energy than that. It's just, it's a team. It's a Find game. the happy. Yeah. Find the Devote happy. Devote that bro. energy to something that's worthwhile for your life, man, and you'll be way happier. It's been seven months since we've been in the COVID now. Um, I was talking to another homie. I was talking to glasses, actually. I was talking to glasses about... Es el como el quiero, el lentes, where we were talking and just kind of talking about, dude, it's been seven months. This is obviously is is tested everybody's physical, mental, emotional, you know, your business, how you operate your business, how you maintain relationships, how you have like a a spouse, a significant other. It's tested everything, bro. Way to brag about that. You know, it's it's tasted everything. Like how you handle it, how you've pushed through it. It's gonna fuck with us all. Like nobody, nobody has been immune to to the pandemic, to the COVID, to the quarantine. It's it's messed with us all, you know. Some of us come out on top because they're they're better, they're they're wired better, you know. It's fucked with me. I know or it's you, fucked with glasses. You can adapt. You can overcome. You, yeah. You know, like everybody that I know, it's fucked with to an extent. Some on a much higher extent, some a much lower. But it's like we've all pretty much come out the other side. Yeah. You know, we've all pretty much come out the other side. But how much longer can we hold on? Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's the strenuous test for everybody that we're going through is, you know, it's it's one thing to adapt, adjust and overcome, but continuously doing that over and over and realizing that there's no end in sight. It's not easy. There isn't, bro. No, there isn't. He was like, well, the election is coming up. So it should be ending soon. And I was like, that's one theory, bro. That's like one that, theory, that, that's yeah. one fucking theory we'll of see. many out there. Yeah. Like people some people seem to think that as soon as the elections come, everything's just gonna go back to normal. Yeah. 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 Some motherfuckers think that the earth is flat. You know, there's yeah. there's there's theories for everything. I mean we just gotta keep going through this shit. A ver qué pedo, a ver qué pasa. Uh, a ver qué fart. Oh, but we're here. We're here. We're, we're here and we're finding a way to to make the best of it, man. And I always try to tell people I mean, somebody always has it worse. Yeah. Dude, somebody always says, be complain. be grateful, man. Be grateful for even for the, the little things because even some of the way that we feel like we're not living right, you would be in a much better position if you put yourself in a lot of different places in this world, you know, and the access that we have to just small things. And I was talking to uh, another recovering addict uh, earlier and, you know, that, that was a topic of discussion of like, yeah, you know, at least we had options to overcome our addictions, you know, health insurance and access to therapists and psychiatrists. And it's Shit, I'm like, going to hit you with that question next time. Uh, Ooh, me, I, I fucking shot my shot too yeah. soon, bro. <laughs> it's already, yeah, go to sleep. Take it, take it, take a, take a Viagra next time. It lasts longer. Aye, so, <laughs> so that was a topic of discussion was, you know, what about the people that have these problems and don't have access? You know, is that why we see such a predominantly, you know, overwhelming homeless, you know, uprise happening, you know, and the, the things that we see are a result of some of these people Be not grateful. having the, uh, the Be ability grateful, to deal bro. with their problems the way that some of us do. Be grateful. Absolutely, man. It's, um, it's funny. You, you're touching on all the shit that I've been kind of like working on. Um, the month of March me compared to the month of October month of October me is way different, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm more chill. I'm more relaxed. People said, you know, you you can you can relate to this more than me, but you're a popular guy. You know, you 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 have a, you have a lot of clout in this industry. People know you. Um, 
if you don't pay attention to that, it can get it can get to you. It, it can elevate you. It can take you. It make you think that you're this side or the other. But on the same token, on the flip side, it's like the more that you've accomplished, the more you've done. I feel like people are out there trying to slight you and take you down and just fucking like I, like shit talk on you. Yeah. And I know now for a fact, like now the month of October, me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I like I. The one thing that I've noticed with the brewery is that we've been doing well. You know, we've been taking it to, we've been elevating our game. Kevin has been killing it. I've been doing my thing on this end. Our staff is on board. Every, like everything is going well. Yep. And the more you do well, the more that fucking haters come out and try to talk yeah, shit. The more negative energy it attracts. Yeah. But it's, and it's, and I think this goes back to what you just said. It's because sometimes we focus on that. And I think the better thing is to focus on there's good energy that comes from doing well too. And I think what you and I have come to see now is we're in a better place because we're focusing on that good energy. Yeah, I'm, not even, I'm not even paying attention. Man, to I love it, show. man. Like I, someone told me just last week and they were like, oh, so-and-so said this about you. And I'm like, that's dope because it means that they're thinking about yeah. me, man. Like, you know, I, uh, the level of expectation is with the bar that I'm setting that they have to fucking Mira, focus on. Criticism never comes from above, bro. Criticism comes from a place where it should mean nothing, you know, constructive criticism and advice from your peers or from people that you look up to yep. mentors, obviously Big soak time. it in, take it in like and like learn from it. But Somebody was telling me something similar, like, hey, wait, like this guy was saying this. And I said, bro, consider the source. Like, <laughs> consider the source, bro. Like, well, why do you think they're telling you this? Yeah. Where are they coming for, with, with, with it? Like, What do they have like, to gain from it? I'm not worried about it. You shouldn't be worried about it, bro. Exactly. Like, I honestly, man. And, then, and that's the thing. Like, you were alluding to uh, being grateful. Um, I don't. My sister once upon a time taught me about vision boards. And, and I loosely fucked with it. Not, not, not overly. But. Recently, I just on my phone, like I've just, there's like an app and just kind of like, I put goals. So I believe more in a goal board than a vision board because vision board, you can just, you can be outlandish. You're like, fuck, I want to buy a plane or I want to buy a yeah, right, you know, right, like, right. whatever. But it's like more of a goal like board for me. And I'm like, what do I, and the first thing was like, what are you grateful for? And bro, I have a very healthy family. You know, I have, I have a loving family. I have, I have people who, who legitimately care and are concerned with the choices that I make. You know, I have. I have a couple of businesses and have this podcast and the people that I do choose to surround myself with, they're all on my boat. They're all in my boat. We're all paddling in the same direction. We're all doing things. That's the shit I got to focus on. That like, that's the only thing that matters. Obviously there's going to be people out there talking shit, you know, like good. That just means you're doing something. Yeah. I always hear I, like, if I, they ain't talking shit about you, you ain't doing nothing right. And I said, okay, good. I guess if somebody's talking shit, people are talking shit. People are like, trying to like cut at the core of what we're doing. That means we're doing all right. I keep coming back to the same sound you born, man. What you eat don't make me shit. Yeah. So <laughs> say what you must, man, because I'm focused. I'm focused on the right things. And, you know, I, I can't let anything let me deviate from that just because I want to get into a pissing contest or a dick measuring contest because, yeah, man, I don't got time for it, man. Like you said, man, uh, the, the focus is on the fact that I got a beautiful, healthy, thriving little girl, a Fucking wonderful, thriving career. I got fucking wonderful friends in my corner. Virgin that Beer I can Company. Yeah, man. The cats at Virgin, man. Those are some different characters, man. And, you know, the, the people that I work with, Dylan. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't have to worry about other shit because the shit that I have going well is enough to take up my time, you know? I was talking to Brooks last week. He came in, Ryan Brooks, Pinchy, Master Brewer. I'm excited to listen to that well, episode. Once upon a time, one Master Brewer at Coronado. Now he's the Master Brewer ownership at uh, South, South Norte. Um, this industry is crazy. Yeah. This industry has got a lot of uh, pitfalls. This industry has mm -hmm. got a dark side. You know, there's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of drinking, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, there's a dark side for it for sure. And you just, you gotta be healthy to get through it. Yeah. You gotta, you got, you gotta be like a horse in Central Park pulling a, a fucking carriage. You gotta make sure you got the blinders on and you got your eye on the prize because there's people in that carriage that are relying upon you. And if you mm -hmm. fucking get rid of those blinders and you start looky looing around, que veras, que pasa aquí? It's going to be a dead horse. Bro. <laughs> it's going to be a you dead know? horse. Destruction. <laughs> Carriage is going to be rolling down the hill. So we're fortunate that we we're grateful. We're grateful that we're in the position where you know we're we're doing okay in our industry. Yeah. And there's not too much drama surrounding us. Oh. No. It's not. It's not the one. Not, nothing worth paying attention to. Anyways. Be, be grateful. Find the happy. Campion. That's what I was telling you, bro. Find the, Find the happy. happy. Bro, yeah. I found the happy. I had a vasectomy, right? Um, and I don't know if you remember when you were in like elementary school 
in elementary school. I don't remember what I did this morning. <laughs> in elementary school, when there was a holiday coming, specifically Christmas, you would create a paper link. Uh, and that paper link chain consisted of a green uh, link and then a red paper link and then a green paper link and then a red paper link. Damn. And it was like a, a the whole month of December, there was obviously 24 links. you know, And every day, you'd, you, uh, you we would remove a link. And you would get closer to the goal. What was the goal? The goal was Christmas. So I was telling wife, he was like, fuck, now that I got this vasectomy, I'm going to create that link. Like my doctor was telling me, you need, to, uh, you need to ejaculate 20 times before you are ready to party without like any restrictions or no dramas. I said, watch, I'm going to create one of these like links that has 20 links on there. And it's going to be one day or whenever we uh, hit one goal, boom, boom. We're going to take a link to happiness, bro. Find the happy. I'm finding the dumb shit in everything now. Good. I have to. I mean, yeah, the other choice is fucking being miserable, and there's too much of that, and that's too easy. It's easy easy to be miserable. It's so easy, man. I swear. People get a kick off of that, and I'm like, but why? Why why are you so mad? See, imagine I can't talk to this about this shit with the mayor, bro. About fucking creating a happiness link, bro. The fucking chain link. I can't talk to her about that, man. About the haters. Shit, bro. I can't talk about hater stuff with her. So that's why. That's why I was telling you and Chica is like, fuck. We gotta get. We gotta get back on the routine where it's at least once a week us. Yeah. I got caught up in the interviews, bro. People were re. Bro, people are reaching out to us now. PR firms are reaching out to us, saying, "Hey, my customer so and so would like to uh, be a Isn't guest on your podcast." Trip? And I was yeah. like, bro. A guest on our podcast. They want to come into the fucking the yeah. brewery. All you gotta do is uh, all you gotta do is buy some virgin beer kegs. And we'll have you on. Do you know who I'm talking to? I believe that's called <laughs> pay to play, and our industry sours upon that. Oh, okay. Damn it. Um, um, the next, DM me instead. The next uh, structure. Give me some headline element man. that we've been tinkering with is like once when we're in here, we look back on some highlights, some headlines, mm-hmm. headlines of the week. Something that's caught your eye, something that you read, and something you're like, all right, cool, let's talk about this. Yeah, I mean, I think I sent it to you earlier, man, about how in this pandemic, there's a lot of people, millions actually, that cannot afford to eat. And there's no relief coming in. And uh, I think the official statistic was that two years ago, 12% of American households reported they didn't have enough food. And that number has doubled since the beginning of covid and specifically, it's very severe for black and Hispanic families. And that's troubling, man. It's, it's crazy. And it makes me think about what Justin was talking about, what Chicle preaches and the activism and the ability that we have to make a difference. And, you know, my wonderful, beautiful friend, Ricky Smith from the Rake Foundation, uh, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere and the, the outreach he does, um, it just it's it's I can't believe that in this day and age where you go to restaurants and grocery stores and you're watching fucking mountains of food get dumped out and wasted, how we somehow don't have the mental capacity in a way to feed the poor and take care of these people that don't have enough because, you know, it stresses me out to think that it's only going to get worse because, you know, now fucking... Dr. Cheeto has said that there's no relief coming in the form of another stimulus check until after the election. And, you know, some people are going back to work. Some people now, your rent's going to be due. Remember? <laughs> you call him Dr. Cheeto? <laughs> Whatever, yeah. I mean, yes, I say doctor. He says he's immune to COVID. And, oh, my God. Uh, I said, wait, man. I, 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 again, that's, I'm not in the mood. But, you know, there's people that the rent was deferred and yeah, that's what's coming to an end. Yeah, man. The, the roosters are, what do they say? The the roosters are coming to crow or the 600, 600 a week check stopped in July. Right. You know, and so then for it, some people, unemployment as a whole stopped. In yeah. So here we are in October, brother. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty situation mm-hmm. all the way across. And leadership right now has proven that they're incapable of, of, of seeing this through to the end, you know, without being super political or anything. I mean, cause you know, you know where, where we stand on everything, sure. you know, it's like, we don't have to fucking beat a dead horse, but leadership has, has failed us to an extent. Now. We haven't, we, we don't have a direct, and the this is divided. years and years of leadership. Bro, the, the, the country's divided, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, there, there is no like, Hey, like sugarcoating. The country's divided. You know, you're either with A or you're with B. 
You know, it, it's hard. I always preach about being like, you got to live in the gray. You got to live in the gray. It's getting harder to live in the gray. The sliver of gray in the Venn diagram of life has been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking where it's like you're being put in a position where you're forced to like take a slide. And sometimes that's a good thing. But when there is no end in sight, mm. that get, I, I get crazy. And when, when the there's no end in sight yeah, and then and you feel like it's only going to get worse. And that's, that's, that's the tough part, man. And I just, I can't believe in a country like this where middle-class America would be fucking top class in most other places in this world. It's like, how do we not have systems in place? And you know, the article that I sent you is from NPR goes on to talk about how we need to think about long-term solutions and not just liberal rag. Let's not, (laughs) let's not just, yeah, we know, but I I bounce around with my news, man, you know? And that's the, and that's why I always love people are like, oh, you're such a hardcore liberal. I'm like, nil, 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 nil. I, We're balanced I, liberals. Yeah. You well, it's funny. I wouldn't even call myself a liberal, man. I mean, sure, do I have liberal views? Yeah, but there's other stuff that I think yeah. very conservatively Like about. I talk to my friends about like people that are in like same position. It's like, you know what? Socially, I'm a liberal, bro. Yeah. I believe in everybody like, you know, if you want it, get it. You know, like do your best to, to, to make your life better. If that makes your life better, be a part of it. Make it, make it happen for you. Fiscally, I'm more conservative, yep. you know, or it's That's like a small I, business I, owner. I know that, um, I know that we, we need social programs. That's that I'm never going to change my mind about social programs, but we got to make sure that we take care of everybody in this country. We're only as strong as our weakest link. And if our weakest link is like struggling it's like we got to do everything in our power to make sure that we well, elevate just, everybody in this country it's i think people are frustrated because you see these stimulus checks that ended and there is no, there's not another one in sight until after the election but it's like you think yet, it's real who's to say who's to the say? president i mean that's my point right now he i mean kind of backed off from it he came out swinging is like i need you guys to stop everything you're doing with negotiations as it relates to uh uh, stimulus package or any uh, well, financial. He said just last week that nothing's going to happen until after the election. That's if you crazy. see relief, it won't be till after. I, you know what? I see that as a that's a death sentence for his presidency, bro. I mean, but bro, I don't know. he's talk, got rabid followers. Real, real talk. His the people that follow President Trump are the people that depend on things that he's shunning the most. Well, sure, but the ones that he's relying on to go out and vote for him are the ones that he's creating a bigger bank account for you know it's crazy man yeah oh. and i think that's the crazy and i think that's where people are frustrated because they see these million billion dollar bailouts for these airlines and bigger corporations and they go okay so these cats get all of this yet the stimulus package that takes care of your everyday middle class lower class like we're just going to ignore that and then there's people whose values align with that and say well that's the way it has to be and it's like well hang on how can you say that but also claim to be a christian and say that you have christian values and it's like man the the that's way people they draw some squiggly lines yeah, in that sand yeah, to make their uh to make themselves feel better about well, what we, they... You know what? We, on the liberal side, we do the same shit. Oh, absolutely. Everyone is guilty, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just... Ah. The next three weeks, Al Chile. Election day is three weeks away. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen between now and then? Oh, my God. I think some shit's going to go down. I mean, I mean, I think... And it's, that's why I think people need to be cautious about what they take in as real news and what they take in as just a distraction and... That's, you know, I mean, it's getting crazy in some of these Bible Belt states, bro. It's getting crazy in some of these Midwestern states, bro. Motherfucking militia guys attempting to kidnap governors. You got motherfuckers going to the one of the sheriffs that came out and said, well, we don't know if they're attempting to kidnap them or they were just using the militia force to arrest her. It's like, wow. And then you wonder, but then they don't come out, you know, and and do do they ever defend the fucking Black Lives Matter movement that way? No, no, no. It's crazy. This next three weeks, okay. In this next three weeks, I would ideally, in a perfect world, I'd like this all to end. You sure. know, you go in, you vote. Whoever you voted for is victor, and things go back to normal. So democracy, you know, yeah, yeah you know, like what this country was founded on. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, like, shit, man. I don't know. Things could get wild. Things, things could mean, get wild. I keep hearing people like talking about like there could be civil wars. <sighs> there could be an uprising. Chingo de cosas, bro. Like Can you imagine. Oh my yeah. Oh. What a, what a time to be alive. Uh, huh? I mean, it's it's interesting and it's exciting, but at the same time, it's scary. It's terrifying. And it's fucking like nerve-wracking. You're trying to a, raise a family. You have a family, bro. Like if I was a single, young, successful guy, no ties, none, I'd be like, yeah, fucking, let's party, whatever. Let's see whatever happens to us. Happens to us. Nah. 
<laughs> Nail. It ain't like that no more. Oh. Uh, Have you I, voted? Uh, I am. Huh? Yeah. Have you, yeah, you voted already? I got my ballot in the mail. I took it down to my library and Bad I said, bush. Sus. Yeah, we have. Our- I know. I know. Nobody thinks I did because I didn't post a picture on Instagram with my sticker, so it's not official yeah, yet. But I assure you, I, I assure did. you, yeah, I did. Ours, our, our little ballot mail-in ballots are on the on the table and the island on the ki- in the kitchen. So yeah, we just got to sit down. I yeah, mean, I, I studied up what. on most of the things, and you know, living in Escondido, there's some stuff that I can't vote for that's it's related to the city of San Diego, which is so weird to me still. But that's just the way, you know. The structure of politics works. It's so funny to me. I'm like, wait, so I can't vote for this because I live up here, but it, yet it affects me. What? My headline of the week, I'm trying to avoid getting into all the politics, which we already kind of jumped into. But <laughs> everything that we talk about eventually turns political. But right. I was well, watching. Now today, it is. today is uh, Christopher Columbus Day. <laughs> today AKA, is Indigenous AKA People. AKA Indigenous People Day. You know? And... um. That's crazy. 14, 14 states in, in here in our country opted to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day as opposed to celebrating Christopher Columbus Day. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a sign of the times. That seems to be something that's been going on over the time of the pandemic as it relates to knocking down structures that represent the the uh, the Confederacy and, and Civil War, defending of the South, and Christopher Columbus. A lot of people, majority of the people, people who uh, decide to read further than the top layer of historical books and findings have opted to see that, you know what? Christopher Columbus wasn't all that uh, he was cracked up to be. But that's crazy because what does the schools teach us? Christopher Columbus founded America. He's our hero. And you're like, wait, oh, that's, that's, if that's all you're taught, I mean, until you can do your own research, isn't that insane? Like knowing what we know now and knowing how we were brought up to celebrate him, like, Man, didn't we used to dress up as cowboys and Indians? <laughs> so that headline caught my eye because just a couple of weeks ago, I had the mayor in here and we were talking about that. I said, yo, I lived uh, in Bonita. I went to Bonita High School and there's a park out there called Discovery Park. And it was Discovery Park because it was built on the idea that Christopher Columbus legitimately discovered America. That statue's gone. Like I was, and we were like, "Well, what happened to that statue?" She's like, "Well, Steve, I'm safely, not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I we hit it before everything went crazy. Before, uh, before, b- before the riots and and people petitioning and people standing up and and speaking against it, we decided to take down the uh, the Christopher Columbus uh, built uh, what's it called a uh, statue and hide it." So she told me she they hit it from the city of just hit it. They put it away in order to avoid all the dramas. I was like, wow. And now today is Christopher Columbus Day, a.k.a. Indigenous Peoples Day. That was a headline that caught my eye because I was like, that's crazy, man. It's just crazy to think, again, like what we were taught and why it's important to always do your own research, man. And that's why, you know, it's it's a trip to think of like how we revered him as children. And now how I'm like, damn, there's nobody that could have been dirtier. And this man has a national holiday and statues and all right. <laughs> when I, when I first, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. When, like, when I first realized that there was a drama with Christopher Columbus, I was well into my 20s, maybe mm-hmm. like 25. You know, sure. I didn't, I didn't dig deep. I didn't look into the, the, the structure. I didn't look into how things worked. You know, I didn't ask questions. I was more like, you know, I have a job. I have I, that's what I'm gonna do. I, oddly enough, discovered like the. The, the, the Christopher Columbus myths and all of that and people like standing up to that via The Sopranos, bro. I remember watching The Sopranos and there was a show called Christopher Columbus and they were like uh, a couple of Italian Americans were very upset that other people were, you know, protesting, celebrating Christopher Columbus. Day. And for me, I was like, oh, why were they pro- protesting it? And then I started researching and I was like, oh, oh shit. Well, well, there you go. Um Basically, I'm telling you to watch The Sopranos. You know, I, I, learned, I, I learned a lot of shit from The Sopranos. I learned how to how I like my uh, my pastas and how I like my gravy. You know, Sunday dinners. I learned, I learned how to a get lot rid about, of people. You know, how to make a person disappear. I learned a lot about life watching The Sopranos. But yeah, man, I honestly, um, I didn't look into it, and I feel like maybe that's what our country banks on. They bank on like the majority of the uh, of the of uh, the population just to be like accepting, you know, blinders on, head down, sheep being herded into a certain direction. Don't ask questions. Don't don't make a a fuss. Don't raise a ruckus. Just kind of 
you know, the United States is Follow working. Along, play you know, nicely. It's, it's working. Don't you don't want to be a part of it? Just just kind of like just make just make sure you're you're doing your part to keep the ball moving. And I was like, oh fuck. I was this years old when I found out that maybe the U.S. wasn't all that it's cracked up to yeah, be. Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got some game kicked to you, and all of a sudden you were like, "Oh, yeah. maybe I should start thinking for myself. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing my own research." What a trip, huh? <sighs> Indigenous People's world. Day, a crazy world we live. Man, in. and there's and there's still people, man. You post about it, and they get upset. Like, oh, you should be thankful. We 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 are what we are because of them, and it's like. Really nel, though, should we? Nel. This country had already been discovered. There was already indigenous people living here, and you, you know, you basically colonized this, and you stole the land, and you slaughtered, and you committed genocide, and but now you're mad that immigrants are coming here. Uh, Tell me uh, more. Yeah. So <laughs> that's funny because my book, my book of last week was uh, Empire of the Summer Moon, and I listen to Joe Rogan every now and then, and every time I listen to him. I feel like that fool always brings up that book, like the hmm. Empire of the Summer Moon, which is a story, the the historical story of the, the Cherokees. You know, it, it's of that era where um, the Texas Rangers, the inception of the Texas Rangers was happening in Texas. Texas was the last state to be involved with anything. They still wanted to, you know, they wanted to be their own independent republic. They handled things on their own. The Cherokees were running rampant. They were just like annihilating people. You know, indigenous people were out there protecting what was theirs. Yeah. You're a bear. Somebody's coming up on you. You're, you're going to do your some fucking cub. You're going to do some bear shit. You're going to do some bear shit, bro. <laughs> you know, the Cherokees were Cherokees. They were living in their land. And the white folk were kind of impeding and taking more and more and more and more of their land. So the Cherokees did Cherokee shit, you know, it's a good book. I mean, huh. I'll I, put that I, on my list. Yeah, dude. I honestly, I just, you, you I, send me the link <laughs> right now. I did it on audible. It was like 18 hours long. I'm fortunate enough to have like UPS where I can knock out like a book every three days. Just listening to it stri strictly on that. Good book, man. Tells the story of, um, of a family or a young lady of a family who was abducted and taken their, their, their ranch was taken over by Cherokees. They killed everybody on there. They took her in. She transformed into the Cherokee lifestyle. Um, white folk, the Texas Rangers came back, found her, brought her back in. And she like was on record saying that it was the worst time of her life when she was being <sighs> reintroduced into her, her old method of living. Eventually she escaped and went back to the Cherokee way. Interesting book. Shit that you're not going to remember from a fucking history book when you were little because it, it was a much different picture that was painted, you know? All I remember when I was little is Thanksgiving was the pilgrims coming to Plymouth Rock, the Native Americans offering them turkey, everyone sitting down and hanging out together. That's it. That's what I, that's what I remember being what was told the name about of the book? Thanksgiving. Uh, Empire of... Okay, hold on. Hold, hold on a second, bro. Empire of, of the, the Summer, Summer Moon. S.C. Gwynn. Killer book. Pretty awesome. The next one I have on my desk is the Operation Paperclip. Um, That's and, one that, yeah. Yeah, Annie Jacobs. You're going to reread that, huh? Yeah, I want to re-listen to that one because I miss. I feel like I miss a lot. Um, I, well, I, the more, like, the more knowledge you gain, the more stuff you can go back and yeah. realize that you might have not interpreted it properly. This is my third book by her, dude. The, the first book I read by her was Area 51. And then I read a book called "The Surprise Kill Vanish," and this one was the uh, the, uh, the Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip, in a nutshell, is the U.S. during World War II, as opposed to killing all of the Nazi scientists and you know the the intelligent folk that were involved with the Nazi regime. They took them hostage, brought them to the U.S., and from there, uh, NASA was spurned. A lot of things were born from us taking over a lot of the Nazi. Uh, Big heads, you know, mm. good book. I feel like I just kind of zombies works. through it the first time. So sure. I want to, I want to sit down and like, kind of like really pay attention to yeah. it. I ordered it. I still haven't, it still hasn't come across. You my probably head. ordered it at UPS. We suck, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I have it. It's just, you know, dude, like at that time when you and I talked about like how I wanted to get back into my old habits of reading, man, because that used to be such a, one of my better addictions. Um, dude, I ordered like fucking 26 books. Hell yeah, bro. You know, and get I've it. been, and I've been grinding through some of them and some of them I'll read and I'll realize, you know what? I didn't properly digest that. I'm going to yeah. give myself a break and read that again. Hell yeah. And then someone turned me on to this thing called uh, the bookshop. 
And instead of like ordering through like Amazon and just getting it from random buyers and you never know where it comes from, this actually is all coming from like local independent bookstores. And I'm like, all right, cool. I feel a little bit better about that. Trying to support small businesses, you know? So I'll look into that for sure, brother. The bookshop. It was, yeah. Caesar. It was Señor. good to catch up again, brother. It was. It felt good. We had a couple beers. Una cervecita. Una chelitas. We dropped some shit. No, era una chela de enero, shit. pero it was a good one. Chévez en enero. <laughs> hey, guys. We got some killer shit coming your way here at the brewery. Ooh, but we got some more cool shit. Here your through, money. Through Emo Brown, bro. Like, So if you guys get an opportunity, go visit emobrown.com. Um, we have some cool merchandise that's going to be going on. I think currently we still have the tank tops. We have some of the hats, some of the pins, some some uh, some patches. We have uh, some some hoodies that are coming back, some old school print shirts that are coming back. But stay tuned for a little bit of Shalino Sanchez oh. affiliated gear. That's coming through. We got some good shit. Um, while you're on emobrown.com, make sure to visit the Patreon link. Join the Patreon link. You get exclusive uh, merch that we don't put out to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? And more importantly, we have a couple GoPros in the fucking studio right now. Ooh, what are we going to do with so those we're gonna things? We're going to start putting some video up on for the Patreoners and eventually create a YouTube, uh, a YouTube page where we just stream all of our episodes. So, I mean... $3 a month to kind of help us offset the cost of running. We got to hire somebody to do all this shit. Yeah, we, we'll, don't, we, don't, we don't know how to do this, bro. Well, piece it together. I barely learned how to like record this without anyone else being here. I'm learning. <laughs> Baby steps. I don't know how to podcast. One, one step at a time. Um, podcast of, uh, of the year for San Diego. I don't know if we won, but I think the results should be coming out soon. Ooh. Win or lose, it gave us a lot of attention. People started paying more attention to who we are, what we're about. And uh, we got some more news on that coming up soon. A ver que pedo. See what it a develops ver. into. We got, a lot of, we got a lot of new eyes, a lot of new listeners on the Emo Brown um, brand. We appreciate you. And you know what? We have a, a great team from Caesar to Chicle to El Profe. Ay, el profe and, you know, everyone involved. Like the, the, the Emo Brown clique. You know, it's getting bigger. The Emo Brown better. Athletic Club, man. Bro. Them rides are looking like Hell's every, Angels. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. At seven in the morning at the brewery here at Three Punk, we started having bike rides all over again. We took a couple of months off because of vasectomy, because of other things, surgeries and and the pandemic and just kind of everything like shutting down. But we're back. We're three, three rides in and the group grew from three to eight to like 16 this last week. We're going to do a killer ride. Follow us on Instagram at Emo Brown. Uh, we post the routes that we take every Sunday. We usually do a stop at a at a coffee shop and then head on back. I think this week we're doing up a ride to like uh, the up up through Harbor to downtown to a ferry ride to Coronado and back. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. I know I'm gonna see you there, Caesar. Mm-hmm. It'll be awesome. It's just you know what? Focus on the happy, bro. That's what we gotta do, Focus man. Focus on the happy. Good things come. Yes, here's el pedo. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again in a couple of days. More shows coming on the regular. Los vemos. Salucitos. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at emobrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming, as well as access to the Patreon Club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join, submit, follow. Todo el pedo. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. Besitos. Because the weather local came and hit a play, baby My shit'll pump up a jam, hot damn It's the baddest, but it's delinquent Step into the madness